Hey everybody, we're going to get right into the episode today, but one quick uh, note or announcement, I guess. We recorded this episode right after the Ohio Deer and Turkey Expo, but we decided to release it after the episode that we recorded with Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. So you'll hear us talk about, you know, just being at the Ohio Deer and Turkey Expo and wanting to have BHA on the show but because of the timing of some of the AEP developments and things, we wanted to release the the episode with Backcountry Hunters and Anglers first. And so just wanted to give you a heads up in case some of the stuff we're talking about, you're like, wait a minute, they already talked to BHA. So that's why. We changed the order. We recorded this one before we recorded the episode with BHA, but decided to release that episode first. So that's it. With that... Uh, we're going to get into the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast with your hosts, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff. And on this week's show, it's just Jacob and I. So we figured we would talk. Jacob and I are the only ones that have kids at this point. So we figured we would talk about kids and hunting and kind of how our perception of hunting and public lands and things have changed now that we have kids and and sort of that generational thing so if you have kids want to have kids this might be interesting to you hopefully it is before we get into that though i want to talk about our sponsor for the show sponsor of ohio huntsman is monster whitetail grub monster whitetail grub is a ohio-based deer feed company and what that means is they are an ohio company that sources their product from ohio even down to the packaging. They try to get the packaging from local Ohio sources. So by supporting them, you're supporting the Ohio economy. And it's just a good product. It's a high-protein mineral deer feed. So it's not just a bag of flavored corn. It's got protein. It's got mineral. We got a we got another sample the other day of their peanut-flavored product, and open the lid and it's got whole in shell peanuts in it. So it's not just peanut flavoring. It may have some peanut flavoring in it, but it's got whole peanuts in it. And I've, I've never, I'm not saying that there aren't other companies that do that, but I've not seen them. And one of the nice thing about that sort of bigger chunk, sort of a more coarse feed is it slows the deer down from just sitting there, chowing through it right they've got to kind of chew on it a little bit and so we've been really happy with the product and we're happy that they're a sponsor of the show so if you would if you're looking for feed uh check out monster whitetail grub there'll be links in the show notes for them and uh give them a shout and, and try their stuff so with that any updates jake um no we, we should no. probably talk a little bit about the jeff's not here he was with us yeah. yesterday but we should probably talk a little bit about the ohio deer and turkey expo or or the newly renamed ohio outdoor life field and stream deer turkey expo thing name <laughs> a mile long right <laughs> um so we were up there yesterday this is uh we're recording this on sunday so we were up there yesterday just want to thank everybody that we that we talked to for starters, you know, and just said hey to a lot of people. And if you were there and we missed you, we're sorry. But uh, 
I don't know if you had anything interesting that you saw chime in. I, I've, you know, I'm excited. We, we made contact with uh, a handful of people to sort of have them on the show. We've got, um, and I'm drawing a blank on it, on his name, Davey Stuckey or something lined up or, or we're working on getting Davey, him lined up yeah. to come on. He shot a, yeah, a big, big giant, giant buck. buck in Ohio this year. Yeah. So we're looking forward to talking to him, a uh, handful of other companies, backcountry hunters and anglers, yeah, things like that. Them, trying to yeah, get them we're going to work on having them on the show. So a lot of, a lot of exciting things coming up. A lot of cool stuff there, you know, a lot of, a lot of, they had the uh, taxidermy mounts on display there and a lot of just giant, giant deer there. So that was good to see. That was our, I don't know, Jake, have you, have you ever been there? That was my no. first time. Nope. Nope. First time. Yeah. First time at that expo. I've been to other expos, but never in the hunting space. So it was definitely a uh, experience. It was different. Um, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool things. A lot of cool people to talk to. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people there, a lot of good companies. So it was, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I was glad we made the, uh, made the trip. So, all right. Well, with that, I think we'll get into our topic today. So as we mentioned, you and I both have kids. Jeff does not have kids yet. And having kids changes things, changes your life life if you have kids you know that if you don't have kids you'll find out if you plan to have kids (laughs) um and it just you know i don't know for me it changed my perspective on a lot of things and so i thought it might be interesting to just kind of talk about how those perspectives have changed related to hunting and hunting opportunity and you and i both have daughters and so you know right what does that look like, right? Hunting can a lot of times be sort of good old boys club. And what does it look like from getting daughters into the outdoors and hunting and things like that? So I guess, you know, chime in wherever. But, you know, for me, it's, I really cherish the the times, because, you know, they're too young to, to hunt with us now. I mean, they can go out in the woods and... and scare all the deer away. <laughs> right, scare all the deer away. Um, but it, it, it has changed my perception, perspective on the time that we spend out in the woods with our dad. Like, I, you know, when you're a kid, you just kind of take that for granted. But now that I have a kid of my own... I sort of really appreciate what he did for us in as far as getting us into the outdoors and, and taking us down there. And cause it's not easy, man, right? Kids right. are, it's, you gotta, re, you gotta remember all your stuff, which is hard enough. And then you gotta remember their stuff and do you, right. they have gloves and, you know, deal with, right. you know, you're a grown man, you can sort of tough it out, but a kid's right. like, I'm cold, uh, you know, and just the fact that he, did that for for the three of us and and sort of put up with that if you will maybe put up with that isn't the right word but you know he raised three three kids that all now hunt and fish and it's uh i don't know i just appreciate that more so funny story a little bit of a a 
a, a derail side note here. It's kid related though. Our dad, Ella's grandpa, Ella's my daughter, bought her a little kid fishing pole last year and, and we never really got out to fish with it. But she, you know, in order to have some weight on the end of the line, I tied one of her rubber duck toys to the end of it just so that she could have some weight on the end of it that wasn't going to break things if she hit the house or whatever with it and she could practice casting. Well, you know, this year she's definitely going to be old enough for us to go out and play around with it and try to catch some fish. But she told me that she wants to go over to Aunt Charlotte's house and they've got a little pond over there in their development that always has ducks in it. She she wants to go over there and uh, catch ducks because we tied a duck to the end of her fishing pole. Right. So she now thinks you catch ducks. With a fishing pole. (laughs) With a fishing pole. That is kind of funny. Yeah, we were talking about that kids and and hunting and whatnot hunting and fishing and it reminded me of that so right but yeah to go back i i would agree with you in terms of just the appreciation you know of dad taking us out and spending time with us i mean even when i guess we didn't know what we wanted and we thought we didn't want to go he would kind of coax us into going whether we liked it or not and then we'd always have fun and enjoy ourselves and he always made it fun so it's just I definitely the appreciation because life's not easy, especially raising, you know, he had three kids and, you know, our parents don't come from a mountain of money. I mean, they yeah. work, they work hard to give us a good life and, you know, we're appreciative of that. But it was definitely like a put the time in for the man and then come home and take time away to spend with us. And it just now that I'm having to start doing it with my kids it's just definitely uh appreciation because it it's not easy you know you want to come home and sit on the couch because you've been working all day and you know now i come home and my kids want to go outside and it's like oh gosh do we really have to go it's cold out (laughs) you know but it's like i just try to think back like this is what i wanted i wanted my kids to love to be outside yeah so i just try to keep that in mind that it's like you asked for this. This is what you wanted. You created this monster. Now you have to go. <laughs> now you have to go tend to it. But yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, because so I, I have the same thing, right? It's you know, you come home and like you said, it's been nasty and whatnot. And they, can we go outside? And you know, your gut is like, ah, oh, geez. But right, you we know, gotta... if you think about it, right, you want them to be excited to go outside. And if right. every time they ask to go outside, you tell them, no, nah, it's, you know, it's too cold or it's, uh, it's almost dark or, you know, then eventually they're going to lose that excitement and that passion and certainly don't want that. So, right. Right. But, uh, all right. So, so we talked a little bit about that, I guess. So, uh, you know, as listeners know, we have a, they use we loosely, you know, it's our, it's our dad and his buddies they they built a, a cabin down in southeastern ohio and that's sort of where we learned to hunt right we went down there and and hunted and, and grew up in those woods and hills and and even those memories have changed now you know last last year i shot my first turkey and we had turkey hunted before, but I shot that turkey with dad. Dad was calling. I was on the gun and 
you know, that was, that's going to kind of be another one of those cherished memories that I'll have. I'm a grown man at this point, but dad called that turkey in, shoot the turkey, you know, was able to celebrate that with, with dad right there. And it's, you know, it's just those, those memories take on a different meaning, I guess, once you have kids of your own, they're a little different, a little more special, maybe. Yeah, and definitely I, take them. Definitely take them for granted. Prior uh, to yeah, know, beforehand. Them. Yeah, it's just like another day in the woods. You know, we've been doing this for years, and we'll keep doing this for years. But kind of as you get older, and I guess as I've heard it put, you know, like the days in the rearview mirror start to get longer and longer, and potentially start getting longer than the days out the front windshield. Yeah, you really start to kind of think about like. You know, not that you and I are there, but for right. dad, you know, for our dad, his days are past, you know, he's got less days in front of him than he's spent, right? you know, in the woods. So it's special to spend that time with him, you know, and he can be proud or sure, you know, that he's raised three outdoorsmen and, you know, not that we're you know, crocodile Dundee or anything, but (laughs) we, uh, you know, we enjoy being out there. We spend time out there. We're putting a podcast out there to try and share, you know, with other like-minded people and share the outdoors with people. So it's just special to think about like the work that he put in and kind of what's coming of it. And it's kind of encouraging, you know, like to keep putting that work in with our kids to try and get them to go down, Similar, I mean, obviously, you want your kid to be their own unique person, obviously, and do what yeah. makes them happy, but sharing the love and passion of the outdoors and just all the lessons and things we've learned over the years, it's a lot of lessons to be learned in the woods, so. Yeah, and we should really, I don't know if he had a a strategy in, like, taking us hunting and, and whatnot as far as, like, making sure that we grew up to enjoy it, but we should we should talk to him about that because, yeah. you know, now it's like I want my kids to enjoy it and want to do it when they get older. And, you know, what things did he do to help try and ensure that? Because that brings up a topic like what if as your kids get older, they decide uh, I, I don't I don't like this. Right. Hunting's not for me. I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I, mean, I guess you got to let them. Yeah, it is what it is, right? I mean, you, right. You try to encourage them as much as you can, but there's a real possibility that as as much as you try, they may, and I, I would, I don't know, they may, they may get. I'd like to think that there would be at least something in the outdoors that they enjoy. Maybe they don't like deer hunting, but they really enjoy fishing, and so right. maybe your focus shifts from deer hunting to fishing because that's what your kid enjoys doing and it, you know, you don't want to spend time with your kids. And I, I, I guess I find it hard to believe that growing up being outdoors and, and, and doing things in the outdoors and, and participating in the outdoors that they would grow up to be an adult and not want to do anything in the outdoors. Maybe they don't like fishing. Maybe they like hiking or camping. Right. Right. You know, but yeah, I, I would imagine. imagine, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, growing up, like I said, we didn't grow up, you know, in the Rocky Mountains or anything where it was like the backwoods. I mean, we grew up in, we grew up in the quote unquote country, but 
it's the country of Northeast Ohio. I mean, we grew up on four acres or something, you know, it's, we didn't, yeah. but it's just being outside. And, you know, I, I do know that there was times when dad forced us to go outside. I mean, we would be playing video games and he would come in and say, okay, turn it off. And we would say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And ignore him. And then he would literally come in and unplug it. I mean, it was time to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, and I think that there's a lot to be learned from that or a lot to be um, enjoyed or whatever with the outdoors. But there's a lot to, uh, you know, I don't know. You lose a lot when you're inside all the time. There's a lot to be, yeah. to gain from being out there. So Yeah. And that sort of brings up another thought is, you know, we at home, right? You said we had, we grew up on four acres, but we had this cabin where right i mean for a kid it was more or less go as far as your legs will take you sort of thing you, you can go yeah. roam yeah you know i roam. think it was uh dad was working on the cabin or whatever you know and we were left to go play in the creek or yeah go up the hill and explore and you know i just remember now as an adult right you kind of have a better understanding of the scale and things but i remember as a kid, like this is just like, these woods are so huge. They just never end. And, uh, you know, you could go forever and never find the ends of these woods. And, right. And there was, you know, there's just something sort of special about that, having access to that. And, and that sort of leads into some discussion on public land and their importance and things like that. And that's why I'm excited to have BHA on it for any listeners that, aren't familiar with BHA that that's backcountry hunters and anglers. And they're a, they're a nonprofit that they're all across the country, not just Ohio, but they are, they fight to preserve and protect America's public lands, hunting access, fishing access, hiking access on public lands. There's a, you know, there's a lot more public lands out West, but Ohio definitely has public land and we need to, protect what we've got and they're a uh, a non-profit organization that fights to protect and preserve that stuff so but i don't know thoughts on public lands has that changed for you since having kids or wanting uh, to protect those yeah yeah um i mean that's kind of twofold part of it's having kids and wanting them to have the same experiences that we had, which included a lot of time on public lands down at our cabin. Um, and then part of that's just maturing and becoming an adult and realizing that there are limits and property lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like down at the cabin, we could, cause a lot of it's public land we were on. I mean, there was no limit. Um, you know, once you realize that, you know, quote the lion king i guess or whatever you know as far as the sun touches isn't yours <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's there's land is not cheap it's yep. you know so to leave a legacy so to speak um for your kids it's hard to purchase that you know like to give your kids whatever hundreds of acres to hunt on you've got to be a multimillionaire to pay for all that yeah you know, and that's where this, you know, public land comes in because everyone owns that. It's yours. You know, it's mine. It's everybody's. And it's 
free to use. You know, other than I mean, obviously, when you're hunting, there's fees associated with tags and licenses and whatever. But you can go walk, hike, climb hills, roll down hills, whatever you want to do on public land anywhere in the country. I mean, that's even yeah. outside of Ohio. Um, so it's just like I said, there's so much to be experienced and learned and so much beauty out in the world on public lands that you just, I mean, it can't be bought. You can't teach that in school. You can't, you know, it's just, you've got to get out and experience it. You got to be a part of it. And, you know, knowing that I'm raising kids now, it's just like, I, I don't want that to go away. I want them to be able to experience everything I've experienced. Yeah. And just if to not expand. More. Right. Yeah. And just to expand on your comment about, you know, kind of growing up and, and maturing ourselves, you know, I know I have, and I, and I think I can probably speak for you as well. You know, we've listened to other podcasts that, you know, like the Randy Newberg podcast is really big on explaining the public lands and it's, it's definitely more focused on out West, but it's good to understand that stuff. And the fact that the public lands aren't there by accident. Right. And, you know, there, there are like BHA, right? There are people fighting to preserve and protect that stuff. And the United States is sort of unique in its public lands in that sense. And, and that it's owned by the people and everybody has the same right to be on it and utilize the resources there. And you can go pick morels, you can go hunt spring gobblers, you can deer hunt, you can fish, you know, whatever it's, it's, you can hike, it's for us to use. And the fact that it's there is, is important for me personally. But, you know, now that I have a daughter, knowing that that stuff is there for her to go and experience the outdoors, I think that helps, you know, from our comment earlier about if you grow up in the outdoors, even if you can't afford a hundred acres or if even you can't afford 20 acres, you've got these places where you can tap into the natural world and experience it. Right. And hopefully that will lead them to an adult life of enjoying and appreciating the outdoors as much as we do. And I just look forward to, I guess the, those days outside with them you know right now it's it's a lot of out in the yard and things like that and sometimes it can be more of of a i guess we should maybe talk about their ages you know ella's my daughter's three you've got two kids yeah Uh, my my daughter lily's three and a half and my son zach is just like 14 months i think now just he's born christmas eve so yeah just over one um so it's, yeah, I mean, they're still young. So like you said, a lot of it is, I don't want to say forced, but it's, you know, I try to take them out and do what I can. And, you know, I've taken my, like this last hunting season, I took my daughter out hunting. If you want to call it that, she went and sat in a blind with me and that meant the world to her, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things that, it, again, it's just kind of like a. I don't know, a wisdom from the old man thing, I guess, because I was talking to, I was talking to our dad, um, Lily's grandpa. And just like, you know, every time I leave to go deer hunting, it's a big to do, you know, she's crying and it makes a big 
blow up in the house. You know, a lot right, of tension. drama. Right, a lot of drama, a lot of tension between my wife and I, between you know my daughter and I, because I need to, you know as soon as mom gets home, daddy runs out the door to go try and hunt, and then hunting puts a bad taste in my daughter's mouth, and that's the last thing I want. So I talked to him. I was like, you know, how do you do this? What do you do? And that was one of those things. He was just like, take her with you. And I'm like, what do you mean take her with me? I can't take her with me. You've been around her. She doesn't close her mouth. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And it was just one of those things. He was just like, he just looked me in the eye and was like, are you stupid? I said, I'm missing the point here, dad. What are we talking about? And he was just like, you're not getting it. And I said, I guess I'm not getting it. What, what do I need to get? And he's like, who cares? Let her go talk. Let her scare the deer away. Let her t- talk about whatever. Eat snacks. Eat chips. Who cares? Yeah. I said, is it really that important to you to go sit in a blind and shoot a deer? Or is it more important to spend time with your daughter in the outdoors? You know, yeah. making her happy. And I was like, whoa, truth bomb. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we went, we had a great time. She still talks about it to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, and this next year I'll plan to take her out again. And same thing, you know, I'm, you know, at that time she'll be four, but she's probably still not going to be old enough to sit still and keep quiet. Yeah. You know, but it's just, it's worth it. You, you know, you put the time in and make it fun, make it enjoyable, you know, and she, she loves, you know, I've, when I've harvested deer in the past, you know, this last year or whatever, I brought him home, whatever. And she, you know, I didn't include her in the gutting and goring part, obviously, but the deer was in the back of the truck and she touched it and was, you know, happy that I shot it. And, you know, it's kind of a going joke with our family. Whenever I ask my daughter, what, what do we do with deer? And she always says, we shoot them. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, I mean, it's one of those things I, you know, we like anytime we're driving, she's looking for deer in the fields. And whenever we see them, you know, she's super happy and dad, deer, deer. So, yeah. And it's, you know, kind of to your point it at this stage, it's sort of more or can feel more like a hassle or a pain to take them. Right. Cause it's, you've got a system and you're, you know, right. you, you, they're screwing your system up, but right. You know, it's, and it's easy to get caught up in that to your point. But if you take a step back, like, I don't know, it's sort of like paying your dues now so that they'll enjoy it. Right. When they're old enough to participate. effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, right. here's a funny one for you. I, when I'm taking Ella out, you know, you go out in the cold and your nose starts running. I better not forget tissues. I carry tissues in my jacket now. I've got them stashed in pockets everywhere because it never fails. We get all bundled up, go out there, walk out in the back. And as soon as we get back there, right in the, in the backyard and we got a little bit of woods back there is like, I need a tissue. <laughs> it's like, Oh, geez. All right. So I better yeah. be remembering tissues because yeah. otherwise it's like, uh, I don't know can you use your sleeve or <laughs> right right well, I, yeah i don't know like i don't know what to tell you yeah yeah so. with my daughter i've yeah we've used my sleeve a couple times because i forgot yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like here just wipe it on my coat i don't care yeah <laughs> but 
but yeah, it's definitely, uh, like you said, I think putting your time in now to plant the seed kind of thing, hopefully will, you know, you plant the seed now and whatever waste quote unquote waste a couple hunts here and there, um, which being a family guy hunts are few and far between sometimes. And that's yeah. kind of what makes it so hard is, you know, my wife works for a living. I work for a living and it's just like, you know, it's to get time. You're watching the weather, you know, doing what us deer hunters do. Yeah. And the perfect cold fronts come in and it's like, all right, honey, you're going to be home at this time and I got to go and I got to be in the tree by this time. It'll give me two hours and it's perfect. Yeah. And then my daughter's like, I want to come. And it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's let's go. So it's, you know, it, you just have to kind of, like you said, look at it big picture and just the satisfaction or enjoyment ahead you know of spending all that time in the woods with our kids will pay off tenfold of ruining you know the one quote-unquote perfect hunt that the reality is chances are probably wouldn't have been as perfect as you thought it was going to be anyhow because deer don't you know like you've said on previous podcasts it's they call it hunting not shopping so (laughs) (laughs) yep you know, I mean, you and, think it's all perfect and then you go sit in a tree and you spend time away and upset your kids and then you don't see a deer. Yeah. It's like, well, that wasn't worth it at all. <laughs> yeah. So. And I mean, I guess we should say we're, we're by no means experts on this because we haven't lived this out, but this is just kind of what we're doing, I guess, our thoughts on how we're trying to raise our kids in the outdoors and and include them because what you're not going to do is not include them when they're little and then you know when they turn 16 like all right let's go deer hunting and they're going to say what are you talking about i don't deer hunt right you know i've got no interest in that it's cold outside and last time i checked there's spiders out there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so all right i don't know is there anything else it's been a little bit of a short one, but it's just Jake and I, and we thought it might be a good opportunity to talk about kids and raising kids out in the outdoors. And Yeah, I mean, I think it would, I guess we would be, you know, remiss to say, I guess. I mean, we wouldn't change it for the world. Um, we're by no means trying to say our kids are a burden or we're yeah. bummed out. We had kids and we can't hunt as much or, you know, that is not at all the direction we want this to go. Um, it's more just, you know, the, how to balance a little bit of mentally kind of like figure out how do we raise, you know, these kids to make them have the same love and passion that we have, which we got from our dad. Um, you know, I mean, I, if it came down, I mean, if it came down to it, I, if I had to, you know, I'd never hunt another day in my life if that's what it meant, you know, for the kids. Right. Right. That's not at all what we're trying to get at. You know, I know sometimes my wife has pointed out, she listens to the podcast. We don't do a good enough job of like expressing our, quote unquote, I don't know, our intentions. Like she's like, I know what you mean, but it didn't sound that way the way you said it. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you sit here and she's like, you guys talk about, you know, 
because you have families, you can't hunt as much. Well, people are going to think you don't love your families and that we keep you guys from hunting. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I better do a better job of yeah. making it very, very clear that is not the case at all. Yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> that's well said. Yeah, yeah we're, right. we're by no means complaining. It's It's right. more of just coming to the realization because like we said our our kids are still relatively relatively young and as a new parent you you quickly come to this realization that or at least i think you should that your life is no longer just about you or just about you and your wife right Right. it's it's sort of no longer about you and it's about them and making sure their needs are met and that they're taken care of and you know that there's food on the table and that they are that they're getting enough attention and and you're showing them enough love and and caring for them that they're going to grow up to be normal successful adults right and you have to come to that realization in your hunting as well, right? Like if you want them to grow up to hunt, then your hunting for those sort of formative years, or at least parts of it, like you said, you know, those one or two hunts each season or something, it's not about you and you being successful. It's about you spending time with your kids in the outdoors to hopefully make them successful hunters someday. Right. Or at least that's the way I see it, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd say that's like, that's very well put. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's putting, you know, taking my own personal quote unquote satisfaction or success and putting it to the side in order to nurture or build up, you know, my daughter and my son, when he gets old enough, it's just, you know, you got to put that, like you said, you put yourself aside. It's less of me, more of them. Right. You know, I mean, that's just part of maturing, becoming an adult. You know, it's when you're single, it's all about you. Yeah. You know, when you get married, it's no longer just you. It's about you and your wife. And then when you make the decision or blessed, you know, to bring children into the world, it's no longer really about you and your wife anymore. It's how do you and your wife raise this child now to be like you said, a functioning, normal, successful member of society. And, you know, in our case, part of that includes, hopefully, a passion and love for the outdoors because that's where we come from. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think this was a good one. Hopefully, like we said, if you guys have kids or thinking about having kids, maybe, you know, you got something out of this or you could relate to some of this, you know. Maybe if you have any advice on if you're farther along the the, the journey with kids on, on what you do to include your kids or, or how to ensure that they're going to enjoy the outdoors, you know, leave us a comment, send us a note. We'd like to hear that. As always, you know, we, we just really appreciate people listening. If you're enjoying the show, the biggest thing we can ask is share it. Share it with your friends. Share it on your social tag us you know that that all that helps getting the word out that's uh like we've said before we just we want to be a source for good information for ohio's hunters and and getting that information out is sort of our biggest struggle right now so 
If you're enjoying the podcast, share it. You can also check out our Eat Local shirts. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. And make sure to listen to past episodes. If you're if you're a new listener, there's a, a whole library of, of past episodes. And subscribe to the show. That way you're notified when uh, new episodes go live. And with that, I guess, uh, Jake, if you're all good, we'll sign off here. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.